0: Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter.
3: Yes. Glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur. That we can say this time. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, Jason McGovern... And the returnee, and what a pleasure it is to see him and have him back in the studio with us, John Wedham John, it has been far too long since we've seen your face. It's nice you turn up now. Spurs have won, and you want to you want to be on a positive show. You <laughs> <Yeah. didn't>, couldn't <laughs> find you, mate. You was missing in action when when Spurs weren't doing too well.
4: I'm guilty of that, mate. You know, Glory Hunter. Here I am, Tottenham
3: <laughs> Hotspur fan. No, pulling your leg, John. It's a real pleasure to have you back in the studio. Excited to have you with us tonight. There is so much to talk about. Obviously, Spurs in Champions League action this week. Freshing red star build grade 5-0. The players coming out saying the confidence is back. Is it back? How long will it last? Because we know those two away, those tough away trips to Liverpool and Everton coming very, very soon. We're going to be looking at that game, taking your listener questions as well because you're a big part of the last word on Spurs so we're going to try to get through as many of those as possible. But we have to start at the top and before we look at that Liverpool game later, we'll be joined by comedian Bobby Murdoch. You can get involved. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558 you know we want to hear from you you normally ring us you join in have your say on the game and you can we look forward to that let's start with the game on tuesday 5-0 a brilliant performance a five-star performance john what did you make of it
4: yeah, I was really, really pleased to see us come back, and that was the original Tottenham that I, you know, we've seen over the last three, four, five years. It's a really impressive, powerful performance of good pressing. I was really actually delighted with the team lineup. As soon as I saw that eleven come through, and I saw the likes of Danny Rose, Toby Alderweireld, and Christian Eriksen actually being left out, Eriksen although he appeared on the bench, um, I thought, you know, that's what we need. The fans have been asking for this for a while now. Let's stick with the players that want to stay at Tottenham and care about playing for Tottenham. And I, I think that reflected in the performance. People can say, oh, it was only. Red Star Belgrade but this was the Red Star Belgrade that beat Liverpool last season had good results against Napoli um, and you know I was just really impressed and I saw it as a turning Off the season for us and I was really pleased with the players that came in the likes of Ben Davis, Davidson Sanchez I mean we've had a lot of money for Davidson Sanchez let's play him let's build his confidence up let's get him back to the Davidson Sanchez we saw in his first season at the club so overall I was really really delighted and I do see this as the turning point for Tottenham um, and a real positive for us
3: yeah completely it almost annoys me that narrative a little bit when you know you hear oh well it is only Red Star Belgrade well they are a team that have qualified for the Champions League Spurs can only play and beat what's in front of them it's still 5-0 it's still a European game you happily take it. If it was 1-0 or a scrappy 1-0, people would soon be moaning then. It was 5-0. And you mentioned the team selection. And I actually want to ask you this question, Jace. Lee McQueen tweeted, he said, is it a coincidence that the contract rebels are not in the team and we get a performance like that?
5: <laughs> it might be a little bit of a coincidence. Um, it was a much better team selection for me. I got it. <laughs> I got it. I really get it now. Um... <laughs> No, I was was pleased to see, not just at left back, I was pleased to see Devinson Sanchez come in, because as John says, this is a player that's got a contract for, what, another four years at the club, and I've always felt the knock-on effect. It must be destroying to think for a player that's committed his future to the club to still be watching two people that, or two or three people that have got no commitment, and that kind of goes for me against the grain of everything that Pochettino stands for. So I was pleased to see Davinson Sanchez come in, who had a really good game as well. Really strong game. And we just... We, it was a much-needed win after the, the the couple of weeks we've had, particularly after the, that draw with Watford. But... Um, I wouldn't say we've turned the corner yet, unlike John. I think there's, uh, there's a few tough tasks to come before I'm, I'm convinced we've turned the corner.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll get to those questions later. Of course we will. But let's talk about the result because it was such a positive one. But Ricky, on last week's show, you said to me, I think the manager needed a result. It was important for him to get that result. All right, it didn't come on the weekend against Watford. It did come in the Champions League. How pleased were you?
2: Yeah, delighted for the manager and for the club. You know, as mm. fans, I think it's nearly almost a, almost a month since he won a game, so it was nice to get that winning feeling back. So I, I am pleased for Maurizio, he needed that, you know, it was a real good performance. I think, I think, like John said, that kind of epitomised the very beginning of his reign, the high press, the quality, the composure. It's the identity of Spurs. Exactly, and I think that's what's been lacking, and maybe it is to do with the team lineup. how we can't forget Jan is still in that team and he hasn't signed a new contract, mm. Sergio is in that team and he's wanted away, so I'm not going to get too carried away for the moment and sit there and say that Everything's hunky-dory because we have got a huge game to come against Liverpool. I think, like Jay says, there is tougher hurdles ahead. But you can only beat what's in front of you. And Spurs done it really comprehensively. So really pleased... With that victory, yeah. With
5: that The only thing I would say is I, I, I'm not keen on calling Jan Vertonga a contract rebel because at least he's one that, that his contract dispute isn't like the others. He genuinely seems to want to be there and, and maybe his argument is I want to stay here for two or three years, not not one year. So I always find it a little bit harsh that he gets called a, a contract rebel and a want away when actually it's not quite the case. The
2: other thing he would say with Jan, which was really concerning me, is that how many times during that game he was bowed out and this is a guy that, to be fair, Jace, he always seems to call it first, that at the start of the season, Maurizio left him out of the team for what he suggested was tactical reasons. And, you know, as fans, we would be amused with thinking, hold on a second, this is the best at the back at the football club. Um, Rolls-Royce of a defender. And suddenly you've seen instances where Gazzaniga, you know, at one point, you know, really had a telling off with him. Um, just at Tom's position, he was... He was out of the game and he looks like he's lost definitely a yard of pace over the summer. And that's really concerning because for me, he's still a a world-class defender on his day. But it is really alarming just how much of a drop-off there has been since last season.
4: Yeah, I suppose that can come, maybe he's a certain threshold of his age and, and, and capabilities. But, I mean, he is still a very good defender. Um, do I see him as the most likely out of those players to actually re-sign and stay with Tottenham? Yes. And that was probably why he was included over some of the others. And, I mean, look, there is a thing that Pochettino has historically left out some players for Champions League games. I believe he did it with uh, Alderweireld last year at Inter. Trippier, Just yeah. Trippier as well. Um, but I do see this as, as a with the squad and I hope this is the case that we're now looking at bringing through the players that do want to stay and those most likely to stay and I believe Jan Vertonghen is most likely to stay out of those potential players that could be leaving
3: yeah there are a few players that could be leaving a few players that could be staying it's hard to see which category in there and that Jace mentioned Jace I want to ask you because after the game you you mentioned Vatongan, and he said that the confidence now is straight back in this team has come flooding back do we do we believe that? Do we buy that? It is only one game and Ricky said we can only you know beat who's in front of us but like you said uh, Jason last week's show we, we pretty much expect Tottenham to get the results I, I, I was going to say beat Watford I know it didn't happen on the weekend but at home Tottenham are very strong it's the away games that are the real test we don't want to do one step forward two steps back and next week be talking about that Liverpool game
5: No exactly and, and the, the key will come if you go 1-0 down at Anfield particularly if it comes early in the you know, we we have this tendency, don't we, in big games to to go a goal down here within five minutes. So if we go a goal down within five minutes, and you see those heads go down, then you'll know that that Tuesday made no difference. But but for me, Liverpool's a tough one because they're unbeaten at home now. What nearly two years. Yeah. And and it is a game that not just Tottenham, Manchester City can go there, play well, and you don't get a win there. We played quite well there last year. Should have gone two one up with Sissoko. Ended up losing with an own goal. Yeah. It can happen for me. The really big one is Everton the week after because that's that's a venue we go to and we either draw or win. It's got Mm. to be our most successful away day. And if we go to Everton, I expect us to go there and win and and that's a bigger... I'd like to see a really good performance on Sunday. Ideally, we get a result, but I wouldn't be too harsh if we come back with a 2-0 defeat from Liverpool but Everton is a big one for me. But
3: Liverpool's a massive one Ricky in the sense that what a perfect opportunity Spurs have here you know all the headlines this season all the drama for all the talk of the manager all the the toxicness on social media. Spurs go and beat a side that are storming it you know European champions top of the league haven't lost at home in two years they go and beat Liverpool they go and win at Anfield no one's talking about Spurs haven't won away in the league in January they're talking about Spurs are back in the hunt look at that fantastic win on the weekend what a a, a brilliant opportunity they have here.
2: Sounds great. I mean, you've painted the most amazing picture there, <laughs> Chaz. You know, the that's way you build that up. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. That's it. I mean, we're going to end it there. now. That'd be great. I'll
3: see you all next week. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Listen, that's going to be a very tough game. We know it will be. Spurs, have I've said it on numerous occasions, they've got the quality in their squad to beat anybody on their given day. I mean, it is a, just down to me when I look at it and think for Spurs to beat Liverpool. Every single Tottenham player has got to give a ten out of ten performance, and you look at Liverpool, and there's going to have to be several of those that have quite a significant off day. And that's no disrespect to the to the Spurs squad, but Liverpool at home, they are very
3: very strong. Like you said, they're two years nearly un, unbeaten. It can't continue, though, can it? I'm always no, someone that when reckons, I see a stat like like that records to be broken. Yeah, I think yeah. it's got to end at some point.
2: It has to, and, <laughs> and Spurs. It would be a, a great statement from them, I think, if you were to go there and win. My God, the confidence that will give to this squad. I think <laughs> on the back of that result against Red Star Belgrade and again you said it it's a team that we are expected to beat the thing about Liverpool game is no one really gives Tottenham a hope and maybe when we've said this Tottenham team in the past when they're not given the opportunity really where people think they're going to write us off like the Man City in the Champions League Ajax when we're behind this Tottenham team they can do it but it's going to be a very tough
5: game you are talking about a club that went 73 years without winning there though well, we didn't need to
3: hear that. Though, <laughs> I mean, we're trying to be a positive show, mate. i was trying to give you, you know, don't worry about the two years. Don't Why worry about the run they're on. Jason McGovern, everyone. No, we tried <laughs> to give you all the tweets. Let's move away from the game a little bit because obviously a lot was made in the news, John, about Red Star fans, uh, Belgrade fans, sitting in, in the Tottenham section. Uh, I'm not sure the, the exact number of fans, but obviously a, da- a dangerous what can happen. How did that happen and how can they stop that happening next time?
4: Very difficult to stop. It's happened at Tottenham most multiple times and it's easy for us to point the finger but I've been in the San Siro I've been in Barcelona and seen thousands of our fans got it around Tottenham yeah it happens loads of clubs it happens everywhere um, obviously when they're actually officially banned it's a bit more alarming mm. um, and with the history of, of those supporters in particular and the reasons they're banned is slightly concerning when, when they're in the stadium but um, I thought Tottenham actually in difficult conditions did very well organising that so props to the stewarding team down there they, they sort of segregated them all off in the upper northern corner and when more fans tried to join that corner in the second half I know that Tottenham put in resistance to that and ejected those fans that then later on tried to get into that section so I thought from a safety point of view although it didn't look great and people say oh, how can this happen in our stadium it happens everywhere West Ham fans jumping on the bandwagon as if it's a trophy for them let me remind them that you do not play Champions League football and you would not have encountered such situations Um, but moving forward I thought Tottenham actually dealt with that situation very well it's very hard to police that look it's a stadium that holds 62,000 people a lot of people to the difficult form and the pricing and things like that, decided not to attend that game. And when tickets go on guest sales, you know, London is a very multicultural place. There's a lot of people that know people from different backgrounds and areas. And there will have been fans that were able to pick up tickets through Tottenham fans. They know, you know, oh, can you buy me four guest tickets? Well, if I'm not going, why not? um so i think a lot of that went on but actually i think Tottenham dealt with it quite well and, and no trouble actually passed on the night which was good to see yeah that's what
3: i like about you john you know you never say how you really feel you always <laughs> sit on the fence ricky do, you have to agree with john there because there, there was no trouble but obviously everyone can blow it up and say it can lead to a dangerous situation
2: yeah i mean as we know the club have launched a, a full investigation to try and find out how that happened i mean bizarrely before the game as we heard it wasn't going to be a sellout and you do always get concerned that with it not being a sellout where do some of those tickets go and unfortunately they have gone to the wrong places but i think under really hard circumstances when it's actually happening in front of you i think the stewards dealt with it as best as they possibly could and to be fair i think when you look at what's happened on the pitch harry kane's performance min son's performance there's just so many positives to come out of the game that sometimes you can allow things like that off the pitch to kind of detract away from some really good performances not just only individually but as a team as well I thought collectively the group they played ever so well together
5: Yeah well, I think the the tougher part would have been for the, the home fans around it that, Like Jamie? That it's, it's, yeah I mean it, yeah. Well, I'm sure it was pretty scary at the start mm. of it and you're, you're a bit of concern and it, it does spoil, perhaps spoil the, the enjoyment for people but, but I mean as John said I mean it was what a couple of hundred people and there was what 22,000 Cologne fans who invaded the Emirates wasn't there mm. last year so you know, That's the loudest you, you it's ever been, thought, isn't it? It was, a, was, a, was a, the first time the Emirates wrote down 60,000 correctly, <laughs> wasn't it?
3: <laughs> well, we are talking about the Red Star, Belgrade fans, the game, and how positive that performance was from the team as a team and the individual performance. We're going to be talking all about that. What did you make of the game and the fans in the stadium? Tweet us and let us know at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 558 because we're going to talk about those star turns next.
5: Love Sport.
3: You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, John Wenham and Jason McGovern. We're talking everything from the game this week, the five-star performance, the five goals, that brilliant team performance. And obviously, we'll look at the game on the weekend, the massive one against Liverpool. But we wanted to hear from you because we want you to tweet us at Love Radio or call us at 0208 70 558. And that's exactly what you've done because Shuban has called into the studio. Thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your time. How pleased were you with the performance this week?
6: Are um, well, you talking about the 5 nil or the 9-2 by the kids? <laughs> they were both, they're both amazing.
3: Well, let's talk about both of them. I know John will be pleased to hear that. Yep.
6: Um, well, with the, with the 9-2, I must have Troy Paratip, I couldn't really, obviously, a beach, he can't really see that much, but he just seemed to like hit, he didn't even look at the goal, he, just, he knew where it was and he said, bam, it was in, bam, it was in. And then even one of his goals, it was like why the Harry Kane goal against Leicester, and I was just wondering what you think might happen for him in January. Are they going to try and get him like I don't know proper men's football for him because the kid just seems to know. He's like, he's like Clive Allen. He just knows where the frame is, knows where the goalkeeper is before he's even hit the ball. Bu- before he even hit the ball, he seems to know. Yeah, I'm really
4: pleased, pleased you mentioned this, Shubin, actually, because I thought he was absolutely excellent in the game. He just sort of knows where those whites of the goal are, doesn't he? He's got such an instinct, and as you said, he scored that, I believe it was his second goal that was very similar to Harry Kane's goal at Leicester, which was just marvellous. Um, he looks a real prospect. I know, I know everyone thinks really highly of him at Tottenham, and his, his senior island call-up isn't far away. Um uh, it's unfortunate we went out of the Carabao Cup because obviously he did get that start at Colchester and had we had another Carabao Cup game coming up next week he would have featured in that as well um, so that is disappointing we don't have that opportunity afforded to him but he is training every day with the first team at Tottenham Hotspur he's learning from Harry Kane um, but I agree with your point I, would I rather he was out playing proper men's football yes I would um, so I think, I think there will probably be championship clubs even looking at him in, in January because his numbers are so impressive um, so, so hopefully something comes off for Troy in January, and uh, he looks like being a future star.
5: Would Would you sooner him be out on loan or be on the bench?
4: It's a good question because if he was on the bench, we'd have the option to, to bring him on. But once you're in Pochettino's cycle, where you're in the first team but you don't play any youth football at all, it's not something I agree yeah. with. And the likes of Carl Walker Peters and yeah. Oliver Skipper now suffering from that. So, actually, I, I would because of the options of having Sonny and Mora if Kane wasn't available to play up front I think we should loan Troy Parrott out if we could get a good championship loan for him and a guarantee of him playing football top of my head somewhere like QPR would be good for him under under Warburton
5: just not Leeds
0: uh, I don't want to help out Leeds with anything at the moment <laughs>
3: What else did you make of the performance? Because obviously, Vertonghen, we've been talking about, it. he said, you know, the team are now, the, the confidence has fully come back 100%. Well, it needs to, it's a tricky tie on the weekend against Liverpool. Do you believe the confidence is back? Can this be the catalyst and spark the rest of the season?
6: Well, I mean, the thing that reset up for me, obviously, the goal, but I think it was Paolo pa- pa- shouting at Jan Vertonghen. Mm. And it was just like, that shows real confidence in, you know, because obviously Jan's a senior player, and he's like, you know, what, Jan. Yeah, you're, you're not doing what you need to and I think the manager can say at half-time you're not doing this so pre-game or post-game, but for those 90 minutes you need those players holding each other to account and obviously when you win 5-0, maybe it's a bit easier to do that but you know, that was, that's not impressive and hopefully, and we'll meet that on Sunday because Liverpool I don't know, it's a weird thing because their first 11 is amazing but if you look beyond their first 11, I'm not too like, oh my god, they got that guy on the bench, that guy on the bench, their first 11 is amazing but in terms of depth, I don't think they've got the best depth compared to, you know, other clubs. Maybe I'm wrong, but I know I'll be foreseeing my words. But, you know, no. I, don't think, I don't think it's Jordan Henderson. Oh, my God, you know, he's, he, he's a real baller or, you know, you know without him, they're good players. But you're not thinking, I'm oh gonna Real Madrid are going to be like, you know, you know, lining up the check for those two guys.
3: Yeah, Shuban, I, I completely agree. It's, it's weird because Liverpool are at the top, but I just think they're very vulnerable. I, I think they're I think they're in. They're due a defeat, let's put it that way, and it could come on the weekend. <laughs> Shubin, thank you so much for calling in tonight. We really appreciate your views. Let's talk about those five-star performances. We have to mention Captain Fantastic. I, I know he's not captain yet, but we're calling him <laughs> that, obviously, a few times on this show. Let's talk about Harry Kane, Ricky, because superb.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I say, when you want someone to step up, a leader on the pitch, leader off it, Harry Kane... You know, whatever it is, Champions League wise, his record and it's phenomenal. And you know, uh, some of his finishing as well. I think people said has Harry not started the season well, well, he's already I think 15, fifteen, sixteen goals already for Harry Kane. And we're only in October, so for me, I think he's you know he's he's been magnificent and under difficult circumstances as well. You know, it could be very very easy where you have got a dressing room that maybe not everyone is pulling in the same direction. That's not easy as a player. And I'm delighted with Harry Kane's contribution. had you a know, cut of goals. Sonny was, was superb. And for me, Tungy Ndombele, I know there was an argument maybe at the start of the season that he hasn't quite found his feet i know jace fitness wise there's still maybe some concerns there but i mean this guy i think once he gets a full season under his belt i think he's gonna be a wonderful player for our club i think the way interlinks interlinks play together his precision of passing is just absolutely phenomenal his eye for it and you no, know, a, lot, he, of a well. lot of
5: it first time a lot of it first time you pass. know
2: dead eye of a needle of a ball i just think yeah he's going to be a wonderful player and i said it on the one of your interviews during the week that for me that transfer fee of 63, 65 million do honestly believe in a couple of years that'll just be a snip yeah. I think for
4: what he's worth On Ricky's points as well, he's a risk taker, isn't he? Exactly. That's what makes the difference. He's someone, the way he looked out that pass for Harry Kane and another one earlier in the game, he's a risk taker and he's willing to take those opportunities and chances and you need players that can do that. The fact that he's only 22, he's now played 10 games for Tottenham, I believe it's two goals, two assists for a box-to-box midfielder. It's quite a good return if you ask me. Mm. Uh, I'm really, really impressed and I I will not entertain any talk of comparing him with someone like Nicolas Pepe who's been an (laughs) unmitigated disaster. Um, So yeah, I'm really pleased. More of the same from Endon Bellet for me.
5: Yeah, it was his, it was certainly his best ninety minutes. We've seen it in flashes for twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes, and things. Even Bayern, I thought first thirty minutes he mm, played well, yeah, but yeah. then really dropped off. But yeah, you know, it was much better to see him. I mean, what the, the assist for Kane's goal was what seventy-eight minutes in or something. So he was still playing on the front foot, and no, it was a much better before. And he looked, he looked on Tuesday night the player that we really want him to be. And and when you think we, he's, we 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 think of him as Moussa Dembele's replacement. But you actually then saw is more than just what Moussa Dembélé was, because there is that eye for a pass and there is that forward movement from him.
2: I think we have to consider as well, Chaz, that this is a guy coming from a completely different league. You know, the French league isn't renowned really for a high-paced, um, you know, fast. Buckling League, it's just not like that. And I think for him, it will take time to adapt, and it certainly hasn't been easy. Again, coming into a dressing room, as I keep alluding to it, where not everybody's putting in the same direction, that's not easy for a new player. You want to come in where it is harmonious, everybody's fighting for the same goals, everyone wants to be there, and I think you have to take that into account as well. But from what we've seen of him, the snapshot, I think like John says his contribution so far, I'm
5: pretty happy with it. He you just th- needs to learn how to run properly, doesn't he? If <laughs> yeah, you, well, if you run properly, you'll be even better.
4: We call him the Leaning Tower of Pisa or Leaning Tower of Endonbele, <laughs> however you prefer. It's A very unique stance in his way he moves, and but maybe that benefits him having that sort of low centre of gravity and he's close to the ball. And but yeah, he's just fantastic and more of the same. Leaning tower,
3: yeah. I think the people that were worried about him, Ricky, forget that you know there is a period where you know he does need to transition, you know, get used to you know get up to speed, shall we say, in the Premier League because we always would hear it 10 years ago with signings, you know, let them get up to speed, you know, it's a different league completely. The physicality, the speed of the league now. players you know in this instant results business and especially with social media no one's given time anymore straight away they go oh this, is, this isn't this been money well spent and people are forgetting this is a, a, you know, a world class player everyone wanted him he's at Spurs he joined a team that reached the European final now they're going after one game oh he looks there well it is only October he needed exactly. a little bit of time didn't he 100%
2: you're talking about a guy that for me he had the full preseason under his belt but it still takes time. I mean, we know Maurizio Pochettino's training regime; it's very rigorous. You know, you're looking at two double sessions, and it's not easy for certain players. Other players can cope with that, but when you're coming from a different league, a completely different environment, it will take time. But I think, from what John and Jay said, from the glimpses we've seen so far, he's going to be a great player. And I think the biggest problem for him is being compared to someone like Moussa Dembélé, who was fantastic for Tottenham. By God, he was—he was brilliant. He didn't get many goals, though, in his game, Moussa Dembele. Don't get me wrong, he's a fantastic player, a season, you know, in terms bit. of retaining the ball, driving Tottenham forward. But Dembele has the opportunity. And I think the, I think the way he plays, it could, be a, it could be even more than what Dembele brought to Tottenham.
3: Well, we're only a short amount of time in. One player we've not mentioned at all. And I think it's fair that we do, Lamella, because, you know, there's been difference of opinion definitely over the past few seasons as a Spurs player already this season. But two assists on the night, Jason. How pleased were you with that performance?
5: Very pleased. I thought the first assist was fantastic mm-hmm. bit of play for for Sonny. He really waited for Sonny's run, didn't he, and picked his picked his moment. Um, it's it's always the same with Eric Lamella. You you want that 90 minute performance from him. There's yeah. every time I see him play, there's a flash in a game where you think there's the talent in him, but then you then go through 40 minutes where where it's just infuriating, and and he still sometimes dwells on the ball too long and things like that. I don't think he'll ever be 100% convincing for Tottenham but it was his was he was 200th, 200th appearance, appearance. Yeah. I was surprised it was up to 200 and it was just, what how many goals has he now got I think he's gone beyond Rafa van der Vaart and things like that on the number of goals mm. it, which which again surprised me because mm. you don't think of that many Lamella goals so I, no, I he had a good see, game do you
2: know I think Lamella for me I feel very sorry for him because the minute he came to the club he was going to be compared to Gareth Bale because Gareth Bale was going out and he was seen as the next hire to the throne. which meant could be coming in with a massive price tag, with that obviously a lot of pressure on him to try and perform like Gareth Bale. He certainly isn't Gareth Bale. It's no disrespect to him, but I think this season it's different been types of players, different as well. types of players. It's been it's been his best start to the season. Lamela for what he may lack in quality, I think my God, he gives you it in effort and commitment. Mm. I think the way he does, you know. It really does emphasise that high-pressing game that Pochettino loves. And I think that's why we see him selected in the Champions League games over maybe Lucas Moura and Hoon Son. It's because Pochettino knows he's going to press. And that's an ultimate ultimate demand on Maurizio Pochettino's game.
5: You want it to last a season, though, don't you? Not just a couple of months with Lamela. It's got to reach the whole season where he puts a genuinely real season together.
4: Yeah, one thing on Lamella's performance, not to put a downer on it, was oh, he could have actually Leon. had he could have had four goals in that game. There was three mm. fantastic chances. There was the one where he did sort of a come cross shot, I couldn't believe he didn't put that in the bottom corner. Mm. And then he actually scored the hardest of, of the four. Um, but no it's great to see him actually getting in those advanced positions and seeing us create multiple opportunities because if you look at the stats this year we've been creating far less than we ever ha- have done before under Pochettino and evidently our results haven't been as good so if you keep creating chances you will eventually get there and get those goals and you know Eric Lamella started the season really well and deserves his place in the starting 11 and I-, and I hope to see him start on Sunday as well Completely agree
3: well do you agree with John and the team because you can tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us on 0128 70 20 Next up though we are hearing from you because it's the listener questions Love sport. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined by the last word on Spurs, Ricky Sachs, John Wenham and Jason McGovern. We've been talking everything from the Red Star Bill grade, but what did you make of it? Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us on 0208 70 558. Now, though, you have been getting in touch and it is the listener questions. I'm going to put them to the team. The first question is from Josh with... Uh, Delhi's form showing signs of returning, Lucas's ability to change a game, Lamella powering on until the end, and Lecce hopefully able uh to start getting game time. Will Ericsson ever feature again?
2: For me, I, I'm I'm in the same camp. I think John is that uh, I don't really mind him being phased out now. Th- that's no disrespect to Christian Eriksson. Listen, I'll be honest. He's been a good servant for Tottenham. I think he could have handled things better in the way he's wanting to leave the club. I know. Jace at the end of last season, says to me, I haven't really got a problem with him coming out at the time because it was the end of the season. I still think there's ways you go about wanting to get away. I don't think you need to go public about it, but look what's happened now. He hasn't really got his move. And again, I've got no issue at all for me now, keeping with the squad we've got. I mean, let's not forget, Harry Winks wasn't in the team. And Harry Winks, for me, is a player that I look at and think he's got the potential of being a regular in that Tottenham team. You know, with all the ability in the world. So for me, I haven't got any issue at all. Luchel, as um, the bear mentions, is coming back as well. And Bele's performance, So Soko. I think we've got plenty of midfield options. So I wouldn't be too concerned if Ericsson sits on that bench. And um, we just count the days down to January and try and move him on.
4: John? Yeah, I completely agree with Ricky. I, I couldn't imagine myself saying this two or three months ago. But his form has been poor by and large. I mean, he did get the goal for us at the Emirates. So that's important. You know, that was important on the day. But apart from that, it's been very little, hasn't mm. there? There's been a lot of disappointing moments as well. I think there's multiple penalty misses, you know, lacklustre performances where he looks like he doesn't care and personally I'm completely Ricky let's start phasing him out now where possible let's not play him uh, and play players that want to stay and care about playing for Tottenham yeah. Hotspur yeah and what about Delhi? because after
3: the game uh, you know they they mentioned the form returning people said do you want to get uh, 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 a journalist asked him do you want to get back to the heights you were and he said no I don't want to get back to the heights I were I want to improve and I just loved an answer like that you know he's not content with just getting to where he was wants to take it the next step you know it's got to be music to your ears Jace.
5: well Spector and Son got nothing to prove isn't it <laughs> oh my <laughs> god yeah. It was so. listen, Daddy. I was a little bit... This was the performance on Tuesday that I was thought still not quite there. I, I, the goal at Watford, I thought, would be fantastic for his confidence. Like we said, I wanted him to stay on for 90 minutes, even though he wasn't still nowhere near his best for me. But the good signs for had, as we just said, was the runs into the box... The number of, I mean, one of the goals you could see him bursting right through the, through the middle into the center forwards positions. And I, I do believe if Delhi can start making those runs and getting in there, freed up about having to worry too much defensively at the moment, I think four, two, three, one really suits Delhi yeah. because then he's not too deep in, in diamond formations and things. Get him in the box, the goals will flow, and with that, the confidence will come back.
3: Well, this next question is from Darren. This is uh, this is an interesting one. It says, was this one of those days where clearly Amazon were at the game, hence our sudden ability to pass the ball, defend and score goals? Surely this isn't coincidence.
2: No, I think that's more of a case that we're playing Red Star Belgrade. I will not get too carried away. Listen, it's, it has to, you let, can...
3: let's make it be known. Amazon have been there for, since game one as well.
2: <laughs> I think, again, we have to say, emphasize the point that we can only beat what's in front of us. I think we know there's tougher challenges ahead, but... For that, you know, you have to say that I think it was a complete performance. You know, we were looking, as we said beforehand, saying Pochettino needs this result. I think as supporters, it's a horrible feeling to keep coming on shows, not knocked about a win. It's so nice to actually be coming on, talking about a win. I can't tell you, it's it's so nice as a fan to not have to keep looking at the negatives. So I'm just pleased that we are back to some kind of you know winning way, and time will tell just how much that message synced in when Liverpool. Obviously, we've got them at the weekend, but. So many positive performances. I think, like I say, Davison Sanchez, for me at the back, I think he's really going to be against. an incredible player. Yeah. I know there's been a lot of stick that's gone Davison's way, but you have to remember, this guy is still so, so young and he hasn't had at any point really a stable centre-back alongside him. It's always been Vertonghen or it's been Alderville or it's a back three. And I think the opportunity now where we know we're not going to be having those centre-backs around him long-term, the likes of Vertonghen, out of the world. it now is really a case that he has to be playing for me every single week alongside someone that he knows is going to be long term to start building an actual foundation at the back. I think Tottenham need in some way to rediscover an identity of having a back four that's going to be in place long term and until we look at that situation in January, it is a concern but we're going to get there
3: completely the next question from martin dolan says do you think the manager will keep faith with the 11 who started or will winks
4: rose and aldeviro be restored on the weekend it's really interesting and i think that'll tell a lot about where we actually are with the squad when we see that team lineup come through at around 3 30 on sunday um <clears throat> i hope personally that we start with the same 11 that started that game on on uh, tuesday night uh, harry winks would be the one exception who may come in and i'm not no you know, I'm not sure too many fans would disagree with that because they see him as a player's player someone that links up the play in a game like Anfield where you're going to be under high intensity he can actually hold the ball spray around some passes and keep possession for you um but the, you know I would personally would love to see actually uh, the same 11 start and those players that don't want to play for Tottenham Hotspur phase them out well they've de- maybe they've deserved it jace what do you make of it
5: it wouldn't surprise me if toby comes in for yen as well that might be the other one but but that means Sanchez or to or Toby having to play on the left hand side which I don't think ever works as comfortably when Sanchez worked his best he was on the right and for Tongan, the yeah. prime for Tongan was on the left and that worked always better than seeing him with, with Toby but I, I wouldn't mind betting Toby comes in for Jan as well
2: there was one surprise for me that we didn't see one fourth play because he's come back from injury hasn't really featured yet you know this is meant to be the guy that we're led to believe is going to use him as a right back still kept faith with Aurea. I, I am surprised that we haven't yet seen one fourth play. I just wonder, is that up his sleeve?
5: Maybe Oreo against Mane. Ooh... <laughs> it's, it's got a rock cor- written says, all over it. It's well, <laughs> got penalties and things are written all over
3: it. We'll yeah. get into that Liverpool preview a little bit more later in the show. I just want to get onto this question from Dave Wakeman. It says, Can this lineup now be stable over the next few months? Would it be pointless the manager shuffling the deck against Liverpool? I know it's similar to the last question, but he's saying, Let's stick with it. Why not for the next few, uh, a run in the season anyway, Jace?
5: Yeah, I'd, I'd like the side on on um, Tuesday night. I. I can you go and play that way at Liverpool, the way they are, or does Pochettino be brave and say, "Look, that's how we're going to go there and play, and we'll we'll try and take them on toe to toe? Because if we sit deep against them and try and hang on, then inv- invariably we'll get, we'll count I mean, we got lucky with the, the draw at Man City in that way, didn't we? You can't have thirty-five shots at your goal and only have two yourself and expect to draw a draw again. So. It wouldn't surprise me if Winks comes on because they might think he handled that that pressing a little bit more and it wouldn't surprise me if you, you've got the, those three central midfielders in but whether that's Delhi misses out or whether Lamella misses out I don't know, it'll be harsh on either of them
4: It's really interesting actually, I think back to last year's game at, at Anfield and I spoke to a lot of Liverpool fans who said absolutely no one had gone up to Anfield and sort of outmanoeuvred them in a second half like we did that day. And we should have Mm -hmm. gone on and won that game. And the chance did open itself to win the game. It was just the unfortunate series of events that took place to see us leave with nothing. They do, Liverpool do, and they'll admit this, their midfield is quite laboured. So you look at who's likely to start that game. We're looking at Henderson, uh, maybe Fabinho, Keita could come in. Lallana, Oxlade-Chamberlain got his goal the other night. They're a bit, a Milner as well, so they're a bit laboured. And with end and Dombele's pace and power, along with Winks holding the ball and spraying the passes out, that could be an area where Tottenham are going to be very successful on, on Sunday. Who would you leave out for Winks? It's a great question. I'm going to have to put on the spot, go with Deli Ali.
3: Oh, w- well cool. Jase uh, yeah. you've got a fan because uh, Michael Bennett has tweeted it says I would rip your hand off for a point at Anfield Everton is the game to focus on we have to get a result there they're struggling but we get good results at that stadium it's a very good hunting ground for us the manager though has to stick with the team from midweek this is a must yeah
2: let's not write off Liverpool though it's still a great game there you know, for Tottenham to go there and really upset the odds it Everton's I get the understanding of that You know, the Everton game we're expected to go there and get a result because of previous form but Spurs have shown the ability as I keep saying they can be anybody on their day and Liverpool won't fancy coming up against the likes of Harry Kane Deli Alli Hummin Son you know you look at Tottenham's bench Lucas Moura at the moment can't get on and Jason we spoke about it during the break but it's definitely worth bringing to air that I think we are concerned that Lucas Moura's maybe best bits at Tottenham have been individual moments we've seen the way that Harry Kane Hummin Son Deli link up we're struggling to kind of think about where we've seen the interplay the interchange with Kane Son Mora it just hasn't really worked do we feel that will in the end become a thing or are we just concerned it won't
5: i don't know i mean i've said it for quite a time of now when when people keep saying why isn't lucas mora playing and and I, that's that's the problem it just doesn't look fluent with him on the pitch in that side lucas mora's performances in those games has been has been pretty good in the games that those the impact games, the Man United games, the the obviously the IX one. But but those so many games that he scored big goals in. But that the overall performance up front tends not to be as good. And we the movement of Son, Deli, Kane, and that the, the way that you can pass with that, I mean, they can read each other's space. They know where the ball's going to come. They know when to make the run. But, you, you, I mean, the Kane-Lucas-Mora thing for me, if, when I looked back at the Watford game, I think there was only two completed passes between those two players, all in the 65 minutes Lucas was on for. And yet you see how often Son and Kane will pass to each other. Big difference.
3: Well, we've had another tweet. We're saying we're mentioning the confidence coming back into the team in what has not been the best of seasons so far. Forget the result. We need to lock in the performance and confidence from the game this uh, midweek. That's why we should stick with the team if we're talking confidence. Is that fair? It is
2: fair, but I mean, we know Mauricio Patricino well and he does like to shuffle his pack. I think it's very unlikely he's going to
3: stick with the same team, John. I don't know about you, I just, I just don't see him... It's a really big talking point, obviously, everyone getting in touch that We yeah. appreciate it. But everyone, obviously, you know, yeah. with one eye on the game on the weekend, you know, when you do get a 5-0, I know yeah. we keep saying Red Star, it Belgrade, it's when, so difficult. When
2: you win 5-0, everyone says, OK, just pick the same team, but... You're picking the same team against a different opposition with Completely. different qualities. Exactly. You have to bear and that in
3: mind. If he picks the same team on the weekend, he doesn't change it. And Liverpool get a result. Everyone says, well, why didn't he you change, change you it? Thing? They get, you know, it's, we, we don't have the benefit They'll of finding so Well, this is the problem,
4: Jason. Yeah, what, what I find interesting is I think a lot of Tottenham fans would say, even if we go up to Liverpool and lose, but put in a, a semi-decent performance and players show that they mm. care and they're passionate and they That's battle for the every ball. Yeah. I think fans will be quite content with that. To well, Danny Rose would do that. He gets it, John. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> let, I'll let Jason answer that.
3: That was a joke. <laughs> Jason, Yay, he's baby. left the studio. Oh, we appreciate you listening to questions. Next, I'm going to put a few more questions to the game. Love sports. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined by the last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, John Wenham and Jason McGovern. We're talking everything from the game, the players, that five-star performance. Can they carry that into the weekend because they face Liverpool? And will they change that team? It's been raising a big debate this evening. And what do you think of it? Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us on 0208 A quick question though, because we're talking players and contracts. Roy Keane made a... Uh, well, I say off the hand comment this week. He just says what he. Well, I say he says what he thinks. He doesn't care who he offends. He just said Man United. Simple. Let's just go out and get Kane. Don't care. Just go out and get him. That's what Man United do. That may have been true of the past. I'm not sure how it would happen now. But you, as Tottenham fans, I know you don't want to hear this, but I found it a little bit disrespectful, Ricky. What did you make of it?
2: Roy Keane's one of those outspoken pundits <laughs> out there, so he's not going to really care who he offends, especially yeah. Tottenham fans. I mean, he's the guy that said, "Come on, lads, it's Tottenham." For me, Harry Kane. Listen, he wants to win trophies. I think as a as a Tottenham boy, you want to win them at Tottenham. I think it would mean everything to him to win them at this football club. And he's got a big decision to make. I think you know he, he'll look at it in the summer and he'll think to okay, is the club going in the same direction I want to go? He's not getting any younger. And as fans, we want trophies. As fans, we want you know to see the team continue to grow, compete for the Premier League, compete for the Champions League. And I want to believe that the club can match his aspirations and his ambitions. You know, we were, let's be honest, at the start of the season going into it, we generally, I think, believed after the back of reaching the Champions League final, the next step step was to try and challenge Liverpool, Man City. He hasn't worked out that way, I think, because this rebuild has got in the way of that. But I think Harry Kane, when he looks at the clubs around that he could join, I don't see anything right now that would scream, why would you leave Tottenham for Man United, given who the manager is? where they're going they don't seem to me to have any more of a plan than Tottenham have got at the moment
4: yeah I mean look I don't see it as that outspoken or, or rude that Roy Keane would say oh they should go out and buy him well yeah they should if they could uh, he would instantly be their best player um, you're talking about the, a guaranteed Premier League goal scorer and Champions League goal scorer um, so yeah I'd expect every club in, in the world would want Harry Kane uh, no, but more in the way you just went, just go and get him like Well yeah, because he, he's come from Man United, he was a captain at Man United and he has got that Man United arrogance about him of that they had and rightfully had ten, fifteen years ago. But the times have moved on, Roy, and you know, you're not at the top table anymore, son. So um oh, defeat Roy Key next week on Last Word on Spurs. Charity boxing wait. match, let's go. <laughs>
3: um, I'll pay this. Yeah. That's pound
4: for pound. <laughs> but serious, um I, you know, I just don't think it's economically viable. What would he cost? Two hundred million plus? He's got a five-year five, five year contract deal with Tottenham. Yep. Um, I don't see it happening. I see if Harry Kane does want to leave Tottenham, he'd probably go to Real Madrid or Barcelona. And to be fair to him, for all the service he's given us, he'd probably go with our blessings. If he wanted to go to that top, top level, and I mean a Real not Madrid yet. or Barcelona. Not yet. But not yet. Let's win a trophy of Tottenham, and, and let's hopefully do that this season.
5: I think when he talks about trophies, do you really look at Manchester United and think they're capable of winning trophies at the moment? Winning anything. Yeah, it's a good point. And you know, Roy Keane, I think he said, well, Spurs are in a mess, so go and get Harry Kane, without realising Manchester United are in a mess themselves. Mm. And I I think John's right. I mean, you'd probably be talking, you're probably getting on for £200 And Manchester United, if they spend 200 on Kane, how much more will they spend in that transfer window? Because they need more than just Kane. So if they spend all their that's transfer it. budget on one player in one window, that's that's the next year written off for them, isn't it? So they're not then going to go and spend 70 on a number 10 and another 65 million on a centre-half and another 30 million at left-back. They can't do it all, so... Not, not for me. I don't see that happening.
3: Yeah, I just when when teams aren't on the greatest run, I just maybe found it. Look, I know Ruking can say what he wants. He's from that Man United. You three disagree with me. I will the one that found it disrespectful. But as soon as maybe Tottenham aren't in the greatest run or form, you know, other pen, pundits have been speaking this week. Harry Kane should go. Harry Kane should go. And I'm like, I don't know why they always feel the need to get involved. Obviously highlights how good of a player he is, how big a club Tottenham are. But it's, it can be frustrating that you know every team's going to have this. Why, why are they always talking about cherry picking your players to go somewhere else? Yeah, I mean. Also, with K, when he, he has to leave, we're talking about a club that
2: four months ago were in a Champions League final. They're in the biggest competition in world football, club football. You have to put that into some kind of perspective. There, that he's at a club that are looking to progress all the time, and we're going to see the ambition of our owners come January, come the summer of where this club wants to go. Because the same you way, hope so why do you have nothing to tweet about? Well, we hope so, but, listen, <laughs> but not just that. Also, Maurizio Pochettino, we he must be ambitious. You know, he's been at the club for five seasons, six seasons. He also want to know the club have got a plan long term. And again, it, I feel for him a little bit. You know, we see the way his comments that says, you know, when wanted to remind the Tottenham fans he, love, he loves them. You know, he made some comments after the Watford game where it, it wasn't ultra critical, but he said that the support in the stadium wasn't what you would like it to be, you know, under certain circumstances. But then he kind of, he backtracked a little bit. He then come out after the Red star Belgrade game and said, Look, I love the Tottenham fans. And listen, we love him. We want him to make it work. And, you know, we're going to see, really, how far this team has really come because we've got, a, again, a massive test, as we say, against Liverpool. That will be the real the real defining you test. You mentioned
3: the fans love the manager, and rightly so, but the players have come out this week and, and, you know, rightly admitted, we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for the manager as well. All this talk about the manager and how the players feel, you know, this whole, always oh, he's lost the dressing room. Well, he hasn't lost the dressing room because the players, they, they wanted to fight
4: for him, John. Yeah, I was really pleased to see Dele Ali in particular come out and say that and acknowledge that where's Dele Ali come from? He was a League One, League Two player that we've transformed into this global superstar and I was absolutely delighted to see him come out and and, and back the manager as us fans should be doing and, and most of us are doing. Jason, was you you don't agree with that or
5: no? I was, was pleased to see it, but I take it with a pinch of If they get asked a question, they're not going to just come out and say I can't stand and work if a man and his time's up and he and nobody in the dressing room like they're not going to give you an answer like that, are you? So they're they're only going to give you the standard. We're happy to be playing for him. But don't get me wrong, Delly Ali may well be, but. But um, that is very true. I'm I'm
3: the biggest cynic. Whenever I hear it, you know, win, lose or draw, you know, we hear this PR speak, this professional speak. But if we were to believe that all the time, we would never hear anything because there's no point having the conference. Well, the last
5: time it was, remember last year? Was it the year before with Toby on his Twitter? Every match, they come on you, Spurs, and there'd be a picture of him fighting, and you know he's got no interest in signing a contract anyway. But and that no, it was when he was out injured, wasn't it? For that whole time he was at and since he's been picked, you don't often get that picture anymore. But you just think, oh, you know.
2: What well, I think what will be interesting when we talk about phasing players out is that will there be any? Cons- well, as we know, maybe Jase, you've been adamant you don't think it's dissenting voices in the dressing room. You just think it's a combination of players that wanted to get away and haven't <laughs> gone. And I just wonder now if we're talking about phasing players out, the likes of Alderweireld, uh, the, the the likes of Danny Rose. Does that then become an issue where they are going to have an effect in the dressing room? Because we're talking about guys that have got you know big voices in that dressing room, senior voices. It's again trying to manage that.
5: It's hard because number one, we obviously we're not in there. I don't. I said it last week. Don't I? I don't think they go in the dressing room deliberately. Don't try. I don't think Christian Eriksen when he walks on the pitch thinks I'm not here next year. I don't give a. Stuff what happens today, and and I'll just go through the motions. It's it's not a conscious thing of them. I don't think they're they're rebels in that way. I don't think they're saying, "Harry, why don't why are you staying here?" I mean, just just leave the club. It's it's going down a pot or something. I don't think any of that just goes on. It's just that subconscious efforts in training that have dropped that intensity down, and and it's that real hunger to put things right. I, I mean, I what. I, my worry at the moment is is overall at the club, there are too many players in there, and not just the want-away ones, that have got used to losing this year. That's true. And therefore, that, that real hurt that you feel, that, that, that the Tottenham sides in the past few seasons have felt every time there's a defeat, now they've got so used to losing games that every away game or something, it's like, oh, well, we lost away. But we'll, we'll go, and we just get the, the tweet, you know, we'll go again, be stronger or something, and we'll go, you know, two weeks' time, we'll put it right, but until that happens and that's my my fear and that that's not just the want away players.
2: Yeah, I mean the way I, the way I look at it now is that he has got a decision to make. You know, we talk about going back to the selection. He really has to in his mind weigh up what does he do with the likes of Danny Rose? Does he phase him out? I mean, the great thing for me is you have got Ryan Sesingyong hopefully coming to coming towards kind of starting I'm excited to see what he's going to be like for me. You know, you've got possibly there a left back in the making. And once Pochettino works his magic on him, I mean, let's not forget as well, we've got two of our players that have actually been selected for the Ballon d'Or. You know, Hugo Lloris, Hummin Son. So these players have improved under Pochettino. I think it's back to the point, John, you were mentioning the fact that, you know, these players have to recognise that he's been a massive part of their development
4: as players. Yeah, completely. And I mean, they, they have to show some, some loyalty to the manager and at times when, the media and some of the support is getting tough. Um, They can do their bit to help him out. And they certainly did that with the performance on Tuesday. And I thought our fans did that really well as well when they were singing from the first minute uh, positive songs about Pochettino. And that will help build a better atmosphere for the club moving forward in terms of players, fans uh, and the support as a whole. Well, it's positive
3: vibes from the players, the team and the fans itself. And that's what Lee mentioned in. He He said, you know, it starts with the fans, especially in the home games. We have to be, you know, giving the best atmosphere we can. And it was created in in midweek, wasn't it?
2: It was, and I think when you're watching players like Hun Min Son, who clearly has got so much love for the club, I mean his mm. interview afterwards, I know it was for Spurs TV, but when he says, you know, as players, we don't like to lose, you know, you, you can generally tell with him, I mean, there was that clip that was going around after we conceded the, the goal to Watford, he generally looks so hurt by that, and I think when you've got players like him that you know care, and gives you absolutely everything, then you know you just you just love them even more and I think with Sonny he's one of the most underrated players I think outside of Spurs fans I'm glad he's got that you know recognition now he might not win that award but I think it's so so justified for what he's given to Tottenham during his time at the club that it's now being recognized on a bigger stage because my god he he does work so hard and he's a score of some really great
5: goals as well I love the pictures of him on the bench when Watford scored I absolutely loved it when you could uh, lip read what his, his thoughts were. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you could. You certainly could. Uh, what a player he is, and, and rightly so that he's getting the credit and all the plaudits come his way. Well, the first hour of Spurs is up, but the best bit is we still get to do it for another hour right here on the Spurs fan show and Love Sport Radio. Love Sport. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, John Wenham and Jason McGovern. There is so much still to discuss. The huge game on the weekend against Liverpool. We just said it there. Something has to give. What are your thoughts going into that game? The team selection? Tweet us and let us know at Love Radio or call us on 0208 558. And I believe, Ricky... We've had a tweet in, and it's going to spark a bit of a debate, isn't it? It will,
2: definitely. This is from Eamon. Uh, I think Eamon's questioned the fact of us wanting to go over 4-2-3 around the weekend and opt in for Winks in that team. What do we make of that? He he, he generally believes we can't allow the partnership of Sissoko and Undembele to be broken up.
5: No, I think what I meant was, I think Pochettino, it wouldn't surprise me if he does go with the three central midfield players... I think our negativity with it is because we always see it as a diamond, which doesn't seem to work. But I mean, I just said to John, Liverpool play with three central midfield players, but they don't play a diamond. It doesn't have to be with a diamond. The old-fashioned 4-4-2 wasn't called a diamond, was it? So it's, you know, do do you allow one of those three players to be able to go forward without leaving a big hole to Liverpool's counter-attack? And with the pace they've got and the way they can counter, do you want to make sure... If you only play the two of them, do you really want Sissoko charging forward with the ball and and risking him losing it and leaving yourself short? So don't get me wrong, I can see us being a little bit more solid the other way. It's better to win it. That's why I always say that with tactics, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's... A lot easier before the game to talk about it.
3: And and there has been another tweet in. I'm not sure about this one. uh, At Hotspur Banter, we really appreciate you getting involved tonight. It says, can we all relax about Liverpool? Uh, The fans are acting as though this is make or break on the weekend. One good result doesn't all of a sudden mean we can compete with arguably the best team in Europe. We need to have low expectations this weekend. I just want us to play with a bit of urgency. I understand that and I get that, yes. but the low expectation bit. If this is, you know, this is Spurs, you know, exactly. a team that got to the 100%. European Cup final. Yeah, it's not awesome. been the greatest. We can't go into a game no. like this. We have got to go into a game like this. going let's beat this. Yeah,
2: you can't go with a defeatist attitude. You yeah. might as well
3: not turn up. You go. You've got to give a hundred
2: percent. And you know, this is what Tottenham are about for me. They are they are the kind of team they would not surprise me at all if we go out there and get some kind of result. Listen, we've got a Man City. We've picked up points. Arsenal. You know, so we've got the ability to go to tough places and get results. And again, I'll say it. As I've said, it you know Spurs on the on their day they can be anybody, and I put Liverpool into that as well. You know, Leicester. Cameron well, said it, didn't he? Yeah, I mean Leicester. To be fair, they came to Liverpool a really good game recently. Mm. I mean, Leicester were really unlucky to not have come away there with a victory, or you know, not to have at least got a draw. So no reason why Tottenham can't go up there, give a good account of themselves. I know people look at that Everton game, as we said, saying that's the one you want to focus on, but you just can't write off games.
4: Yeah, we've actually got a one-week break in between playing Liverpool and Everton and to not being involved in the Carabao Cup. So we should be going for both of those games full tilt. And That's I'm, a good point. I'm actually going for us to get something at Liverpool. Um, I think we've come into a form at the right time. I think there's a good harmony in the squad. Uh, and I actually, and, and also Liverpool. I know they've been getting some good results recently, but I sit next to a Liverpool fan at work, and he's been telling me they're actually not as good as their performances last year. He was getting I quite frustrated. He was getting quite frustrated with uh, Salah this season so far, um, and obviously Van Dijk has had a couple of where He's not looked as the colossal that he did the season before. So I think we can actually get at Liverpool, um, and I'm predicting we will get something from that game. Yeah, this
3: is a bit of a strange daft question. I just thought of it. It might sound ridiculous. I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Would you take a point at Liverpool and a point at Everton or would you take uh, three points in one or not? And I know, obviously, from a tally-wise, you want the three points and you could break your duck. But to go to both those grounds and not lose, would you take that, Jace?
5: No, I want to go to Everton and win. Yeah. I'll never settle for a point at Everton. And I think we need an away win. We do need anyway. to win away, yeah. Because otherwise it's... Becomes what 13 or 14, and then suddenly yeah. nine months becomes 10, becomes 11. Yeah. I mean, no, we've got to go to Everton and win, and, and three points is better than two. Whatever yeah. way you, what you dress you
2: it up, the away form is a massive problem. We we can't get away from that. The away form is really shocking. You know, we're talking about a Tottenham team that. Over, I would say, the start of Pochettino's reign, maybe, OK, discount the first season. But Tottenham have always been a fairly decent away side. I mean, I'll link it back to the 90s growing up. I couldn't ever see Tottenham win away. But in the Pochettino era, discount that first season, we've been a fabulous away team. We always used to give teams you know, a really good run for their money. We'd have great away form. That's why this period, this last 12 months or so, it's really unlike Tottenham. We were a team that used to go on the road, um, counter-attacking team wouldn't be scared to take it to the opposition, and normally come away with results. That's why this particular period of his reign in terms of the away form is a massive concern. And, you know, having said that, European-wise, you've got some great results, but domestically, Mm. it's your bread and butter. Spurs have to get back to winning games away in the Premier League if you are to seriously become, you know
3: involved in any kind of title challenge going forward John you rightly mentioned there that you haven't got a game in the week so you've got more time to prepare for Everton be fresh and also what people are forgetting is that Tottenham last season didn't start the quickest you know started slow and they went on to reach a
4: European Cup final yep.
3: it, we could see the same thing happen this year couldn't we on, on both fronts
4: uh, it might be a big ask to say we'll <laughs> see ourselves in the European Cup final but will we certainly push on 100% I, I agree with that and I agree with Jay's point as well Everton is a game we must be winning I've seen us play there the last two seasons we scored nine goals in that time it's a ground we obviously feel very comfortable on we've taken our most points at any away ground in the history of the Premier League there at Goodison Park Um, And I fully expect us to go and win that game. Everton have been poor when I've watched them play this season. I've spent a lot of money. Let's not escape that fact. They've spent more than the two teams that competed last year's Champions League final uh, by far Everton over the last couple of windows. uh, And it's been extremely disappointing from them and terrible buys. Um, I expect us to go up there and win. Um, So in answer to the question, would I take the two draws? No, I want to get four points out of these two games.
3: Yeah, I completely understand that. But Everton, maybe they've started to turn their form around. They beat West Ham coming back from the international break. No game's and West- easy, Chad. No, no.
2: It's, We're in a league at the moment where anybody can beat anyone. And I wouldn't want to sit here and try and, and try and predict this weekend. I mean, it's been strange things that happen. Spurs do go up there and get a result.
3: Yeah, let's quickly talk about uh, Spurs youth then because who better to talk about it, uh, than John Wenham, who does join us tonight. Obviously, Troy Parrott uh, furthering his claims, you know, to start for Tottenham. I know we sp- spoke about that with Shubin, who called up earlier. But there, there does seem
4: to be some a, a real hotbed of talent coming through at the minute, John. Yeah, I was really pleased, actually. And, and on that game, the key for me was just playing players in their correct positions. We saw the likes of Dennis Sirkin coming at left back, Janil Bennett on a wing forward position. And just having those players, that they are very good players, wrong, but having natural players, not having Harvey White fight, out at left back and having him in a central midfield axis with Jamie Bowden was really exciting to see. And the 11 that started actually, I could actually see all of them potentially having future careers at Tottenham Hotspur. It was a really, really exciting 11 that went out on the pitch. And that was even missing a few players. So it's looking really good for the, for the academy at the club and the players coming through. I was really pleased for Ryan Mason to get such a big win because he coaches in the UEFA Youth League. Mm. Um, so I was really pleased for him as well. Um, but just moving forward, I mean, they built had a great result away to Arsenal in the under-18s league the Saturday before, where Keon Etete got a 94th-minute equaliser, and he followed that up with another goal off the substitutes bench. So he's putting pressure on Troy Parrott as well as another youth striker coming through. For Tottenham to spend £200,000 on a youth player uh, was, was seen as a lot of money and he was actually our first signing of the summer a few days after the Champions League final so people naturally thought oh Tottenham actually signed someone but it's this 17 year old <laughs> from Lotts County um, but no credit to Keon he's a big lad um, he's looking a real player and uh, I'm really inf- enthusiastic about the season moving forward for the academy and hopeful a few more of these guys can make their debut in the first team it, it, that's why it's such a
3: shame no Carabao Cup where maybe potentially a few of these players could have got minutes and started these games obviously
5: Yeah, that's a frustration, isn't it? And other clubs get the advantage of Europa League football Mm. and that. And you're seeing the benefits, I mean, fairness to them, you're seeing the benefits with them starting to bring youngsters through. So I was going to ask, John, one of the the things that I keep seeing come up is when we talk about bringing youth players through, and particularly at the moment, let's get Tanganga in the side, let's get Skip Skip in the side, let's get Parrot in the side, let's get I mean, the youth side's results overall aren't great. Yeah. And so I've, I've seen that as a comment on Twitter, and you obviously see a hell of a lot more, but how can you be plaguing players from the youth teams if they can't even win games at youth level?
4: yeah I think Tottenham are more concerned actually with with player development than results and we see that by the the often playing players out of position and that's why I I was just amazed that for once we actually played all 11 players in their natural position and we delivered such an exciting result Tottenham and John McDermott put a real emphasis on bringing through players and letting them learn multiple divisions and sometimes that does positions and that does come at the benefit of results Uh, and we do see some crazy results at that level you can go and win 4-0 one week and then lose 4-0 the next week against sides I'll give you an example the under twenty three started the season by going up to Liverpool and beat them 4-0 away. They then beat Man City at home 3-1. I then followed that up by losing 4-0 to Fulham. So it's just a crazy bunch of results. And it doesn't correlate with the first team in all instances. Um, but there are some real special talents in that team and I'm hoping that they can get a chance to perform this season. Well, hopefully they will get that chance to perform. Real special talents in the
3: team. I know it is only October, but a few of the listener questions were asking about the tran- January transfer window. Will the manager stick with this 11? When there is so many prospects, Ricky, will we see the manager go and sign plus? Jase <laughs> is just gone. Yeah, Ricky's here face is up. <laughs> Rick, will we see signings? But there's prospects coming through. We We need to strike that balance. I think it will be a case, and Jace will like
2: what I say, I think it will be a case of who they can get out first. I think it will be very much if they can move players on. And if is the key word. And if is the key word. I mean, Jace, you made a very good point on our last show that we have got Euros coming up, and I just wonder whether that plays into the hands of the manager that says, look, you ain't going to get games here, so you might as well go. But then it's one of those kind of things that's catch-22 because if they don't want to go, you then have the problem is could they become an issue around the club I feel for Pochettino this is very very difficult and we know January transfer window he doesn't really go for it I mean Lucas Moore is the only one really I can think of that he's, he's moved for in his time at the club I mean it's a bit of a panic window if I'm being honest with you
3: Chaz. January as we know it but being honest as well because you said about the Euros maybe players will want to go they want to get minutes so they can perform at the Euros mm. for their country when you have got the Euros it becomes a very difficult summer window because players are off on international duty and it's very hard That's to it. get deals over the line so maybe that might force their hand in January
5: I think the other thing anyway with the with the Euros coming up the players that we're talking about I mean if Christian Eriksen. And doesn't play for us for the rest of the season Denmark are not going to leave him out their squad no. if Toby Alderwald and Jan Vertonghen we'll still mm. go with Belgium exactly. in, the, in the things whether they play or not
2: Danny Rose maybe that's a question mark
5: Danny Rose is slightly different um, I hope um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, but it, it's to try and be creative In you know it's, it's like I said if we know Ericsson's going to leave on a free at the end of the season however painful that is mm. give him the free in January say yep. to Madrid or whatever look we know you're not going to pay the 60 million. Do you want him? You can have him now for free and at least we bring closure and there's no more questions about Ericsson in press conferences and the uncertainty it brings. Or send him there on loan for six months. Can't even get know,
3: f- five million. We know he's out of contract, but get him now in January. Just, we, we only want five million. I don't. even well, I think uh, they can but, get him
5: for that. But even if it's not, even if, like I said, mm. you gave him away for free, it brings closure. It takes a player that doesn't want to be there away from the club. Yep. There's no more distractions that it causes, and just just get on with it. So, get in. Marcus oh Edwards, the boy. Come on, he's just scored his first goal. It's, it's going to do to them what Nabry did to or us away at the Emirates. <laughs> you love to see it, Marcus <laughs> Edwards.
3: <laughs> Unbelievably, <laughs> mini Messi. Uh, Arsenal are uh, uh, one. Dan to Victoria. Great news for Spurs on the Spurs fan show because Arsenal are uh, are losing in Europe in that lesser European trophy, the Europa League. Well, we said it wasn't going great for Spurs. They won five 0 They won five 0 <laughs> this week, and now maybe their North London neighbours aren't doing so well, and all the drama can come from there. We're talking the positive vibes of the players and the team news, and looking towards the that Liverpool game. Positive vibes have
5: just got up, mate. On the,
3: on the, <laughs> we're talking about the Liverpool game on the weekend. Josh, save me. Love sports. You
5: are listening
3: to the Spurs Fan Show with me, Charlie Hawkins, on Love Sport Radio. I'm joined by last word on Spurs, Ricky Sachs. Uh, I've lost my trailer fault completely. John Wenham and Jason McGovern, we're talking everything where the game is concerned. The big game, though, it is on the weekend against Liverpool. Let's quickly talk about uh, Victoria scoring. And I know uh, we were just having that conversation, uh, John, because you're absolutely loving it, uh, because Marcus Edwards has score, uh, scored the goal, a former Spurs man. You, you, know, you know him quite well. John, can you tell us a little bit about him?
4: Yeah, really exciting. Uh, Divinity of sort of number 10 player can also play on the right wing. He's got trickery, skill, composure, finishing, absolutely every attribute to go to the very top level. And actually, I had a really sad moment when I was watching England the other night when I saw um, I saw Mason Mount come onto the pitch and I saw Jadon Sancho come onto the pitch at the same time. And he was in that same England age category group and they were considered the three best young players coming through in the country. And it was really sad to see those two get to that top pinnacle level where I believe Marcus should be based on his ability. Um. But yeah, look tonight's going to be massive for him. I'm absolutely delighted. He's born and raised in Winchmore Hill, uh, you know so I'm really, really pleased for Marcus and uh, it was a lovely finish as well. So go on the boy. Lovely
3: finish, former Spurs man uh, scoring at the Emirates against Arsenal. We would have loved that and so would the Spurs fans because it sent you three very, very happy in the studio. We'll keep you across that one. But like we said, positive p- uh, performance this week and it's just getting better and better, Jace.
5: It doesn't beat Naeem's goal though, does it? That's, that's still the best ex <laughs> goal.
3: The ex-Spurs goal. Look, well, let's turn our attention to the Premier League on the weekend just very quickly. We're going to do a bigger section on it later. It is Liverpool. It is a huge, huge game. Before we do team selection and preview and presentation, Predictions coming out after that game. Have your expectations changed at all after that 5 0 victory?
4: John? Yeah, massively. I, I, I now feel that we have turned the corner. I said this earlier on. People were saying it's only Red Star Belgrade, but it was more the performance and the, and the passion from the players I saw a really positive performance with no negativity around uh, it was great to see some of the players that came off the bench even back involved like so Eric Dier uh, one fourth I believe came on towards the end of the game as well so I, I was really pleased and uh, my expectations have changed and I expect we will get something on the weekend well the
3: expectations have changed and I'm delighted to say we have had a call into the studio this time from Anthony Costa Anthony thank you so much for joining us tonight and giving us a little bit of your time the expectations have changed in the studio it's Liverpool on the weekend it was a five star performance in the five week are you feeling just as upbeat no
7: no 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 listen listen we, we don't well we played well um you know it's taken 10 12 games this season to, to, to play the Tottenham that we, we we knew and loved from the last two seasons but it's come at i don't know whether it's come at a good time or a bad time i don't know um i think liverpool obviously being top of the league. They're not top of the league because they, they play poor football. It's just whether Poch starts tinkering around with a team that's, you know, cost us in the last sort of two months. Do you know what I mean? So, if he sticks with a team that we played the other night, you know, I'm quietly confident, you know, it's 90 minutes of football, anything can happen. But, I know for a fact that he's gonna he's going to change it and it's just going to be another... You know, me me moaning to Ricky on on that half-time.
2: <laughs> yeah, but and <laughs> what would he do, though, in terms of that team selection? And what are you concerned he will do? Would he recall Danny Rose then, Eriksen? Yeah, you, He's he gonna it, will... Danny
7: Rose, um He'll bring in Winks. Um, instead of Vondombele, who I thought was, was outstanding the other night. And I think he actually deserves his starting place out of probably every, anyone there, Bartheson. Um He'll probably drop Son, play Mora. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just a case of it's just it's, it's always guessing potch on match day and what he's gonna what is what you know, what team he's gonna produce.
5: All I know is whatever team he picks, it will be the wrong one for most people. So, you know, that that's that's the way it is, isn't it?
2: What do you reckon, Andrew? you, you wanna just stick with the same eleven and that's the most key thing you reckon? Stick with that
7: eleven.
5: I, well, I don't know what the other lads are saying in the studio.
7: I don't know. Do we? Do, do, would they change no, I th- it? I think, I think not?
2: we're all key I think I think majority of us would like to see him stick with the same team. We, but we, and as me and you talk all the time, we just know Poch. We, we know the fact that he's very unlikely going to have the same eleven players that you know went out yeah. there. He's been shuffling that pack for so long. I can't really remember a time where he has gone with the same eleven
7: back to back. Yeah, exactly. And I think you know you got to sometimes question Poch's subs, uh, Poch's tactics sometimes. um and I think it, it looks sometimes, uh, as an outsider looking in, that he don't like players having a consistent run. I don't know what it is. I, I really don't. Uh, you know, Sonny obviously played an out- outstanding the other night. And it, and I'm thinking to myself, is he going to start on Sunday? Mm, yeah, that's mm. fair. Where he should be the first name on the sheet, al- along with Ndombele. Do you know what I mean? So
5: I think Sonny definitely will, because he, he went off early, didn't he? So you wouldn't take him off on electric either. I, I definitely think no, he will. Don't I know, know what you mean.
7: He, he says all that, and then... And then he comes out with, "Oh, this player weren't ready, and this player's not ready." And it's just like, "Well, what are you? What are we doing, Potts? You know, just play your strongest team. We're against the top of the league on, you know, on Sunday, and I hope it ain't a cricket score, man. I really don't." Do
2: you think, that, man, Are you not, are you a bit more confident than what you were last week? Because when we spoke last week, you were you were down. No. No, no, no. Listen, I'm just, I'm just one. i, I know I'm you're a realist. Confident. I mean, you're a realist. I know you are. You won't, realist, won't, you won't, you, you won't know, get I carried know, away that. by one game.
7: I'm not going to get carried as I said. I'm not going to get carried away by one game. Yeah, we played well. Yeah, we deserved to win. Um, are we going to beat Liverpool? Probably not. But I, I don't. I want us to go out there fighting and, and not and not you know be a bottle job.
3: Anthony, when you hear players like Vatonga say, "Oh, the confidence has come flooding back. We're up for this." Do you believe that, or you just no. don't buy you don't buy into it at all? I don't. But no, I, unfortunately, mate, I
7: don't. I, I, Why has it taken two and a half months for the confidence to already be up? You know, four, month, four or five months ago, we was in the Champions League. That should have been confident more than anything. Do you know what I'm saying? And
5: the confidence, um, they the confidence should have, we should have, have come from Palace, shouldn't it? We beat Palace but, 4-0. Blasted Palace in that first half. That should have been the confidence. Three days later, we go to Olympiakos, and so it was yeah, exactly. Was horrendous performance out there. It, 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 well, you just asked... The, do, do you know what I'm saying?
7: You hmm. know, you beat one team 4-0, and, and, and then beat, beat a, you know, an average Greek side, no disrespect, but we should have beaten them. And, and now we're at a position where, you know, obviously beating Red Star, and we've got to beat them again to at least stand a chance. But it's just, it's just always the Tottenham way. We don't do anything easy. It has to be hard all the time, you know. And I think going, coming back from that Champions League, it should have been confidence should have been up, mate. And, and it's not been great football. Let's call it straight. You know, it's been quite disappointing. But you just got to grin and bear it, and hope, and hope on Sunday we turn up, and, and you know. We give them a, at least a good game of football where if we lose by the odd goal, you can go, do you know what we tried? Rather than getting beat, you know, 4 5 nil. You know, I'm not saying we will, but it's you know, it's top of the minute.
3: <laughs> and I was painting a picture earlier because there is a glorious chance on the weekend. Spurs haven't won an away game since January. Liverpool haven't lost at home in the league for two years. You can yeah. avenge that European Cup final defeat. That run has to end sometime. Liverpool haven't been there. They're at the top of the table. They haven't looked as good as last yeah. year. Why not yeah. Spurs?
7: We haven't won at Anfield for many a year, mate. So you know Sunday ain't going to change much. But even an average Liverpool side back in the day, you know, so we've never been. It's never been a good ground for us. Like obviously Stamford Bridge was all their years until we beat them. You know, last year. But again, it's always these top sides that Spurs go there, and we just we just crumble.
4: I mean, this season, and obviously the two top sides we have played away, we drew at Arsenal and we drew at Manchester City. Um, and on the Olympiakos one, I mean, Bayern just got past them 3-2 on, on, on Wednesday, Tuesday night. Um, and yeah. they have a very good home record. So I'm a little bit less less critical than yourself. Um, but Why is that? I, I don't know. I just think the performances have not been too bad. Too bad. I mean, uh, results-wise. Okay. I mean, I, I look at Arsenal-Man City away. Would I take draws in yeah, both we of those should, we games? We should
7: have beaten Arsenal, though. We should, we should have, have beaten Arsenal. Man City
4: but yeah, history tells me that when they, Lacazette scored that goal just before half-time I was saying to everyone if you want to make some money lump on this lot to beat us now because I've seen it happen so many times before where we yeah. concede that vital yeah, goal big. just before half-time and the game spins on that and um, we actually held out and got a draw that day um, I think we'll, we'll surprise people on Sunday I'm going for, for a draw myself OK oh, listen, I, listen I wish I had your
7: confidence man you know give me a bit of that you know but That's you it. know I, I'm, I'm just as I said, as Ricky said I'm a realist and I think you know, first half hour, when we was one nil up at Bayern Munich, who would have thought they were going to come back and beat us, you know, 7-2? What, you know, it, 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 no. Arsenal, we were, you know, we was one nil up, 2-1, 2-1 up, and then I thought, this is Spurs, we have, to. it's just simple football. You know, when Danny Rhodes could have had that chance, just to clear, that, clear his lines before half-time, again, we, we, we stumble, again, we crumble, and it's like, don't they learn? What do they do on the training pitch? Don't they learn about, after their mistakes? You know, it's just it's just frustrating. It really, really is, man. I'm sorry, I just have to. It's a little bit of a rant. I apologise. You know,
2: <laughs> what I do know, Vance calling me at half-time, Leeds Liverpool, something's going wrong. Or we could be six seven up. and what do you reckon? If you we're six seven up,
7: yeah, 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 know. definitely.
2: Yeah, and, and yeah, no, yeah, and yeah, and I'm and I'm in
7: Westlife. Yeah.
3: What? Go on. No, I'm nice just gonna you. say, let's get a score prediction from you for the weekend. Then,
7: what do you want? Do you want the truth? Would you want? Uh, now give us the Westlife prediction. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you Westlife prediction. No. Um, <laughs> it's either going to be a two-all, and you, you know, that I, I'll days, that very, that. very lightly. Go on, <laughs> might, I I've got a two-two out of you. They, they you,
3: you. You took got a bit to of that honest, confidence. <laughs> yeah, it's rubbing off <laughs> on you, you your mate. You rolled it up, then. What's that? I said you took a bit of John's confidence. You went with a two-two. You've been bottling no, it. No,
6: listen,
7: I wish I had his confidence, but, you know, I've, Thirty-eight years, I've supported the club. Probably like you boys as well. Like yeah. the man, you've literally watched them. And, and but it's just, we've got the, a great stadium, um, and the football hasn't been great. If any, if if any other manager had the record that he's got, the you know the stats that he's got, they would have been gone by now. So. You know he's got to, he's got to count himself lucky that he's still in the job and he's you know and and the players are behind him so let's fingers crossed that they can start kicking on that.
3: Well, that seems to have died down a little bit and obviously the win uh, this week to Red Star Belgrade, but it was obviously massive over the past few weeks. You know yeah. the manager talking, we know on social media it spreads like wildfire. But was that something that you believe maybe there could have been a case for it then?
7: 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, if the, I said to Ricky, if this was Arsenal with Chelsea and they had this, uh, the, 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 you know, the away record that we've got, we'd be rubbing our hands. We'd be going, right, the manager's got to stay because they're pony away. They can't win away. And then Spurs, he, we're a laughing stock. And you know, as I said to you just now, if that was any other manager, they, they would have got a sack. You know, it's been five, nearly five and a half years and we, we've won no trophies.
2: You know, and listen, it's one of the things the manager, it, it's, a, it's a really tricky one. There'll be some supporters that, I think I'm still in the case. Yeah, I'm but the supporters,
7: got, but Ricky, the supporters that are, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't mm. back Potch, yep, yep, and yep, in yep. Potch I trust and all that, mm. but I don't I don't go with the movement. I'm just, yeah, what course. I see is, yeah, oh, you've yeah. got to be critical. Oh, listen, I know, mean, if, as
2: I've said to you Anne, cool. before, from a tactics perspective, he doesn't mm-hmm. get things all right from selections, from his body language. It definitely yeah. hasn't looked the same as last season. So, by all means, when you look at it collectively, in terms of where we are, you know, he also is part of the reason why we haven't progressed. You know, it's not just the players. I think the manager yeah. himself, we know selection-wise, there's been decisions. We're quite baffled. Um, body language, he hasn't always looked, you know, himself. Nah. He's obviously fl- nah. flirted with Real Madrid continuously. But I think at the moment where it stands is that he's got enough credit in the bank. No, he hasn't flirted with Real Madrid, Jace?
5: No, no, he's flirted with them continuously. No. Well, that's
2: he's that's never continue. shut it down, has he?
5: But that's what yeah. he's flirting with him. But this is what I'm saying. Brown would just come as he, knocking. Has he ever denied... With, not, know, not Derrick, not
2: not We've knocked Derrick's We've knocked in the past for...
5: No, but has, has he ever denied wanting to go to Rochdale? You don't say he's flirting with Rochdale, do you? I mean, just... John's just...
4: lost it. Uh, that's mental. Yeah. Uh, that's just a bit of
2: a bold Paris, comparison. Paris
5: is the one club that would worry me, not Madrid. Mm-hmm.
2: But no, I think obviously when we talk right, about right. when we talk about players, that maybe we haven't seen their commitment. I think again with the manager, you, you you know you look at it, but I think he's got enough credit in the bank for the moment that you know we want so to believe what we're in
7: him. we going to do wait another five years for another trophy if he's there.
3: And it's, it's a really good talking point. We, we should have, we should have uh, joined you with us earlier because it's always good when we talk to you. The debate ranges <laughs> on. And we'll have to give you a call next week and find out what you know that man, Liverpool result boys, boys, was. Cheers, let's we- let's wait, that, mate. I'll tell you, man. I, I
7: hope I'm wrong, boys. I really, really <laughs> don't. I hope you're wrong. My point, I the really boys.
3: <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Zan, take care. Anthony Costa there. Real pleasure to talk to him. He was bold when he said, you know, about the manager and about the result on the weekend. We're going to look, finally, at that Liverpool game next. Love sports. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joining the studio with the last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, Jason McGovern and John Winham. Well, we've had a fun show this evening. We just heard from Anthony Costa there talking about the game on the weekend and obviously that five-star performance in midweek. And you can let us know what you think. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 558. You can also WhatsApp on the same number. And we have had a call into the studio. This time, Josh from Hertfordshire. Josh, you want to talk about, obviously, the good result in the midweek. And has that given you any confidence going into this Liverpool game?
8: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really, really, really pleased with the result against Red Star. I think it was really, really good. Um, Definitely pleased about that. I think scoring five goals in a home championship match is always good. Definitely feeling more positive as well. Um, And yeah, I'm really, really pleased. I think in terms of the Liverpool game, I would like to see the same squad start. I think, and I don't, you know, I love Danny Rose with all my heart, but I I, I don't really want to see him play another game for us. There's if no you need. could
2: see, Josh, if you could see Jason's face now, oh, my God, well you can if you're on YouTube watching this. He's not happy with you. With
8: all your heart, <laughs> with all Josh. all your heart, Josh. You sure? Your heart is full. <laughs> no, I mean, I, Danny Rose, the first player I had in my shirt, um, I think, you know, I, he's, I, I've always had a soft spot for him, I've got to be honest, you know, with the, with the performance day he's put in on the weekend and Cessna just becoming fit, you know, and you can see Danny Rose's performance has deteriorated a lot in the past year, you know, whether that's been from injuries and you know and the club tried to sell him at the start of the season that failed. I just I think you know him, along with Toby and Jan and Eriksen, you know I just you know that red star game just reiterated to me that we do have a good enough squad, and actually the the so-called crisis we're in about contracts and stuff I think is being you know over talked about because actually, if we were to lose those players, you know would it be that awful almost? Um, Yeah, that's
0: my thoughts. Josh,
4: thanks for calling the show. Um, I tend to agree with a lot of the points you've made, actually. I I, I totally agree with the idea of let's, you know, phase out those players that don't want to be at Tottenham. And and those players that maybe haven't had such an opportunity so far this season did get that chance. The likes of Davidson, Sanchez, Ben Davis, Mm. come into the side and, and did well. You know, we kept the first clean sheet for a while as well. Um So yeah, that was really positive, and I'm with you. I want to see much of that eighteen man squad um you know be yeah. involved again on Sunday and fingers crossed for, for a positive result.
2: Do you think Josh in a way, I hear what you're saying I'm of the same advocate that he should be playing the players that want to be committed to the football club, and from what we see that's hopefully that eleven that will go out you know that we saw at Red Star Belgrade. Do you want to see truly believe that that eleven is going to take to the field because we know, as we've discussed in the show, Pottertino likes to shuffle his pack. It's by nature we're um, probably going to see a cut of changes, aren't we?
8: Yeah, I don't think it'll be the same squad, and I've got a funny feeling that he's going to throw in Eriksson. I just feel like um, I don't know. He always has a tendency to play Eriksson in these big games, doesn't he? And as good as Eriksson is, you know, I I'd much rather see Deliello or even the Celso player these fit rather than Eriksson, just because we know the saga of what's going on. And I completely agree with, with what was said before. The fact you know they don't come out with an agenda against the club. It's just. You know, you can see the performance has deteriorated from potentially all the players who are either wanting to leave or have low contracts. And I just, I think, you know, I don't, as much as I love Ericsson, again, I just think that, you know, is he re- is it really worth playing him over somebody who, you know, would love to play for the club on the shirt of Deli in and La though. I just, I think, you know, I'd rather an unconfident Ali than potentially Ericsson who has his mind and heart elsewhere.
3: Yeah, it's a really good point, Josh. Thank you for calling into the studio tonight. We're going to talk about the points raised. And John, like he said, he really agrees with you. But we have had another call into the studio. This time it is tradition. Calling from Edmonton it is Adrian's Corner. Adrian, a real pleasure to have you join us once again. You want to talk a little bit about the formation, don't you?
9: Yeah, uh, the old desk of Delhi, Eriksson, Son and Kane was brilliant. And it worked really well on a 4-2-3-1 because you had Rose and Carl uh, Walker bombing on. What I liked about Wednesday's game was the fact that the 4-2-3-1 meant that Lamella and Son could stay wide and, put, and stay more pushed up and give and Kane and then uh, Delhi could then sort of interchange, you know. If they did that against Liverpool, Delhi would obviously have to help out uh, Sissoko and Dembele and drop back deeper than Kane, you know. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Also... Uh, well, the only person I've played is Aurea. I mean, I don't think he's fit to wear a Spurs shirt. He's a kamikaze player, you know. When I watch Aurea play, I see no reason why they shouldn't relax the gun licensing laws in their
5: country. <laughs> <laughs> um Well, Certainly in terms of the width at Liverpool, it is important to, to stop their fullbacks because we all know that's, that's a massive part of Liverpool. And if you can stop Robertson or, or make, make him have second thoughts about just charging forward, it helps. And, and the same with the other side with Trent Alexander-Arnold. So there's definitely a, a case of making sure our players stay wide. And I think it is important anyway that those yeah. players do I mean, that because our fullbacks will need help against theirs.
9: Because with the other four, my, work when we, when we had the wing-backs bombing on, I mean, you've only got you've got two strikers in the centre and you, you haven't got the same amount of width. And I think you need that to pressure Liverpool and to get something out of the game. I mean, Man United, it worked for them quite well at the weekend, didn't it, when they played them. I mean, they played like two inside forwards against them and pushed up, didn't they? And then they just tried to press them, you know.
5: It frustrated Liverpool for a long time, but as, as the longer the game went, I thought Liverpool came into it. And, and actually, from, from midweek against um, Red Star, there was that little spell, wasn't there? 10 or 15 minutes where we completely dropped off. Yep. And at 2-0, if they'd have scored, it would have been interesting to see what would have, what the, the confidence of the side would have been. But Sonny's third goal made a massive difference just before half-time. But certainly, if we have a little spell for those 10-15 minutes like we did on Tuesday night, Liverpool will punish you in a spell like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, everybody
9: said, didn't they, about Red Star? I mean, Spurs should have been given a bit more credit. I mean, this was the Red Star team that beat Liverpool and got mm. a result against Napoli.
5: Marin looks a really good little player again, did not he, I thought?
4: Yeah, mm. the ex-Chelsea player. He does look like a good little player. Uh, Adrian, are you at all worried about Paolo Gazzaniga starting at Anfield?
9: My only concern with Paolo Gazzaniga is in them previous tournaments, the pre-season tournaments, His angles between the sticks were a bit questionable. And it's been a couple of occasions recently. Well, he should have caught the ball first time and he sort of fumbled it. Have you noticed that? He
5: dropped one on Tuesday, didn't he?
3: Yeah, he should have called that. He should should have, have called that. Should have called that. Adrian, it's a tradition on this show. Adrian's corner. We really See appreciate it you calling it Adrian, into the studio. It all seems that the callers have come at once. There is still time. 0208 Now we go to Mark from Wiltshire. Mark, you actually liked the formation that Spurs played in the last game, didn't you?
0: Yeah, man, I did. Um, I, if I'm honest with you, I think it, it is Tottenham's formation. Do you know what I mean? It's the formation that we was playing when we turn around and and, and beat your Chelsea's and all that, when we gave Leicester the run for the league and all of that. Do you know what I mean? It's where we've had our best results and biggest results. Do you know what I mean? And I just think when we play that formation, you see the best of Deli Ali. You see the best of everybody else, the way we interchange and stuff like that. And you you see everything that we've been talking about all these years, about the potential in the team. Do you know what I mean? And I think a lot of the problems is because of where, as we said, Poch will tinker with things and try things, and do you know what I mean? The boys get off balance. But the greatest thing was that you know we played that formation, and I think that's we can only do better if we stick to it.
5: I think I think for me, I, I I much prefer us, and I think we've got the natural players for four two three one more than any of the other formations. But the only thing I would say is when we've played it and we've played it successfully, in amongst the two at the back, you've always had either Dyer or Wanyama that he's yep, a real naturally yep. defensive And at the moment, if it's Winks or Sissoko and Dombele, we don't have that, that real natural one. I think if you put a genuinely fit and rearing to go Eric Dier that was on form, then 4-2-3-1 for me works. The problem is, if it's Winks or Sissoko that's in that 4-2-3-1, certainly Sissoko has that, that tendency to, to go on those runs forward and it leaves a massive hole that you can't plug.
0: Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. But I just think with the fact of the way, like you said, the way Dyer played it, I think that would be a lot to do with the coaching and what his job would to be to yep. do. And you would hope that Potts, whoever he put in there, would make them understand that, you know, listen, this is what you do. This is what you do from here. And as you know, we know um, Winks is a real good passer of the ball. So if imagine if you put his passing ability onto a dire sitting in there and creating things, yeah. then we've got a Gemini hand and we're creating a lot more chances and we have plugged that hole. A lot of that I just think would there's no down to the coach and the manager getting it into whoever's in there. And like you said, um as a Sissoko or Don they like to reverse forward. So winks is the clear favourite to play in there, but it's like you say, it's whether or not he can um hold his position and be disciplined isn't it <laughs> yeah.
3: Mark it is Liverpool on a weekend are you going there with confidence we've been talking all
0: about that um, I'm going there feeling a lot better yeah. if I'm honest um, than how I was feeling um, I always believe in my side to pull off something because that's how we've done over the years isn't it? we play real poor and then all of a sudden we pull off a result and you just start jumping about do you know what I mean <laughs> so I'm hoping we can I think like I said all along it's about him just sticking to a formation the players that we've got there need it and they're all equipped for that four two three one. And if we play that, we'll give Liverpool a good fight.
3: Yeah, you certainly will, Mark. We really appreciate you calling into the studio. We're talking about how Spurs will give Liverpool a good fight on the weekend and who better than the opposition view. We'll be talking to comedian Bobby Murdoch. Love sports. That's right ricky loved it it is time for the opposition view you're listening to the spurs fan show on love sport radio with me charlie hawkins i'm joined in the studio with the last word on spurs ricky sax jason mcgovern and john wenham it is the opposition view let's do a proper preview of the game we have been speaking all evening of the formation and will the manager change the lineup so we have done a preview of sorts it's huge it's anfield it's a massive game rick where do we begin
2: where do we begin? Well, we've spoken about the team for a good hour already so more <laughs> is a case of maybe the players that on our side that can really affect that game. I think with Lamella it will be very interesting if he plays because that's a guy that will give you the commitment of the pressing and I think Maurizio made a point after the game into Registar Belgrade says that he liked the pressing but he wants to see more of it and i'm glad he's actually come out and actually identified that for us that was always a key attribute of ours, wasn't it john in his tenure the fact that the high pressing game and spurs i think have to get back to that if they are to i think try and find some more of their identity
4: yeah, I think it's a key part of our identity is making sure we do have that high press, powerful, not giving the opposition any time on the ball whatsoever. And Eric Lamella is a key component of that. So I totally agree with Ricky. I think he could be a big player in this game. And he's already scored for us at the Etihad this season. So that should mm. give him some confidence of scoring in those big, big games.
5: Yeah, and a little bit of game craft you have to have up there. You know, their two fullbacks are huge. Means- so it's it's learning where you can make tactical fails so that you don't get too much momentum through them. Because, I mean, Robertson is an absolutely fantastic fullback best in the league by a long way he was what what Danny Rose was years ago wasn't he Mm it's fantastic I love watching Andy Robertson and the pace and power that he brings and his delivery of crossing is excellent so if you're not going to stop the service to him you've got to make sure there's the, the sneaky shirt pulls and things so that he doesn't get that that Head first going on that we, we know that he can do
3: well. Jay says he enjoys watching Robertson, one of the best full-backs in the lead. Someone who's going to know more about the Liverpool perspective. I'm delighted to say we are now joined by Bobby Murdoch, comedian. Bobby, thank you so much for giving you uh, for giving us sorry a little bit of your time. A massive game on the weekend, Spurs Liverpool. What are your thoughts ahead of this one?
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, um, it's going to be good. I mean, Tottenham. You know, they, they brought themselves back to normal with that uh, good good uh, performance against Red Star the other night putting five on them you know no mean seat They beat us last year away um, so yeah I've, I've, Harry Kane I think he looks I think he looks a bit leaner and meaner to be honest and um, he's a he's a proper proper front man at the moment I'm enjoying watching Harry I like him um, but yeah I mean Liverpool like you were just saying we've got Robo who can uh, if, he do, if he goes on one of those blistering runs uh, like he did the, other, the last time we were playing in the Champions League, I'd love him to see him do a little bit more of that, running on the on the inside rather than the outside. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm really pleased with how Liverpool have started. The, the United game was a bit of a disappointment last week, but I think United, scary enough, show people how to upset Liverpool by playing the five across the back. I don't think Tottenham will do that. Um, I think they play quite narrow Tottenham, so we might be able to get round the outside of them a little bit more. So we'll see. We'll see.
2: Bob, I mean, I think it's well documented that Liverpool's form this season, despite you pick up the results, it hasn't been the greatest of performances. Are you alarmed at all by the way that you are playing or are you just satisfied with the fact that you do seem to be grinding out the results of what a, a title-winning team do end up doing?
1: Mate, United used to annoy me for years doing that. <laughs> United used to do that for years. They, 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 were, they were the team to be, and they just grind it out. You know, and I, and I think that's what Liverpool are doing at the moment. You know, they're just grinding it out. Um, you know, it, it, I thought we got caught out a lot last night with balls over the top, simple balls over the top, which was a little bit scary for me. Uh, Matip might be a doubt for the weekend. I'd, I'd put Gomez back in. I just think he's got enough pace to get us out of trouble if if we're playing like that. Do you know what I mean? But um, but yeah, I'm I'm still excited by them. But like you said, they are grinding it out but they are The other team to beat as well, and no one's going to make it easy for us.
4: What have you made of Mo Salah's performance this season, Bobby?
1: Uh, oh, I think he frustrates me a little bit, Mo. He's still quality. You just know at any point he can he can turn it on. I think Marnay's. I think Marnay's been our main man for for well over twelve months now. I just think Marnay's quality. You know, if Mo's missing a Marnay, if, if Marnay's missing, that's more that's more of a doubt for me. You know what I mean? But, but Salah's great. You know that that front three of ours, not just Salah, that front three of ours, on the day. I mean, you look at that final goal that Liverpool scored last night, that fourth one. They were all involved. You know, Bobby does a little, a little pass to Mo. Mo turns, gives it to Mane. One touch, chips it over the keeper. So, but I love Mane. I think Mane's our main man, and he has been for twelve months. I think, but they're all good. The front three are very different, very good.
5: It's fair as well that you know whilst Man United got credit for playing with the five at the back and in Liverpool, uh-huh. there wasn't Salah there, and that's that's a big difference when no, one of those I three think, is missing.
1: I think I think Origi was was awful at Old Trafford. I, I really felt that was a. You, you, you don't know what you're going to get with Origi. You really don't know what you're going to get. Sometimes he can either be brilliant, you know, as he was against Barcelona at Anfield. <laughs> And then um, no, he's he's a little bit hit and this. Although the goal that was disallowed at Old Trafford the other week, when he, um, when it was a foul, I believe that was a foul. You know, he's he's touched beforehand. Paul, you know that's you know the way it bounces off his foot. It's bad, but you know I think he's more of an impact player, Aregi, when he yeah. comes on. But but
3: we'll see, we'll see. Bobby, we have to put you on the hot seat then because it is a huge game on the weekend. (laughs) We earlier said, well, I said, I painted a picture, I said, this is the perfect opportunity for Spurs. Get rid of all those headlines. They haven't had the greatest start. They've not won away in the league since January. Liverpool, fantastic at home. We know they haven't lost in ages, two years. But, they can turn that headline completely around this weekend. The run can't continue forever or can it? What's your score prediction?
1: I I think it can continue. I I really do. I I think they'll win at Anfield at the weekend. I just think they'll win. If those front three are all playing. I mean, we've got options in midfield. Like you said, the only, the only question mark we've got is over Matip. But I think Liverpool will score at least two goals. It'll be 2-1, I think, to Liverpool. Liverpool will take the lead and maybe get a 2-0 lead. I, may, I think Tottenham may, may come back, but I, can't, I just can't see Tottenham, like you said, not one on the road since January, coming to Anfield where they don't really get much a little bit like when we go to Old Trafford, we never get much and I wasn't I wasn't expecting much last weekend. Um, so I think it'll be 2-1 Liverpool. 2-1 Liverpool. And I'd have money Ma- to get both goals, to
3: be honest. Well, there you go. The double prediction. Bobby, really appreciate you coming on. Bobby Murdoch there, stand-up comedian. Always good to hear from Bobby. He says 2-1, but he did say Spurs can hurt Liverpool in the game last night. Balls over the top. Could Spurs have seen this, Ricky, and maybe take advantage of it?
2: Possibly. I mean, I know Tottenham, I might be wrong. Five at the back, we saw Pochettino get absolutely slated for it recently. So I I, I don't to listen to fans' opinion, but I don't see Spurs playing five at the back. I, as we've said for the majority of the show, we want to see him keep with those players that pretty much deserved it. You know, in that Red Star-Bell Grade game, they, they were dominant throughout. And I think it's important to keep a winning team together. I think that's always been the case with Tottenham. Like we've seen it before, that when you're on a winning run, why change it? It's worked for that, for, for that game. Keep with the same team. I mean, all I will say is Lucas Mora likes to go up at Anfield. And he's a big game goal scorer. So that's one to consider. But it's just whether you do interrupt Sonny's form, Harry Kane's form. Deli Alley for me, I think I want to keep playing Alley. I think he's getting back into some form of a river now. Um, so I think I'm quietly confident we're going to get a point up there. And if you said that to me a week ago, I would be very, you know, I wouldn't have had it. But I've just got a feeling that Liverpool haven't been, you know, at the top of their game. They're sitting sitting top of the league, they're grinding out at results. But I've just got a sneaky feeling sneaky Spurs feeling.
3: are going to get a point. 1-1? 2-2. 2-2. John, I turn my attention to you. How would it play out and what is your score prediction?
4: Uh, I'm going for a 2-2 two, two as well. I think it'll be our third big 2-2 two, two of the season, going along with those results at Arsenal and Manchester City. I felt like we did turn a corner on Tuesday night. I've seen an improvement in the morale around the club and a, and, a, and a really positive performance. And I think actually our key player on the day is going to be Bele. I think he might be the one that can pick out a pass over Matip if he's not fully up to it, or over Van Dijk, who this season hasn't been at the heights he was last year. So I'm going to go for Bele to be our star man in a 2-2 draw for Tottenham. Jase, 2-0
3: to Liverpool.
4: There's the I should have gone to Chase first. Just quickly though, if it is the
3: 2-2, you do get a point because Jase is predicting a Liverpool win and we will come back to that. I know it's not, you know, it won't break the (laughs) headlines. We won't break the headlines of, you know, Spurs who haven't won away in the league in January, but it's against Liverpool. It is at Anfield. This goes away to silencing the doubters of Spurs' season as well, doesn't it? Picking up a point there, surely.
2: I think as well, what I think, take a look from it, will be the manner of the performance. If Spurs go there and they are fighting, committed and go there with real energy and desire, I think you would have, I'm not saying, I, listen, I don't want to lose any game, but you can maybe take it a little bit more than you would with going there with a gutless, spineless display. I think if we see a Tottenham team that are passionate, you know, go there, fight for the shirt, I think, John, we've been calling for that a lot, haven't we? Just yeah, see that belief in, 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 you know, in what you're playing for and the manager, then it's going to be tough. Football, you never know.
3: Well, it's going to be really tough according to Jace. 2-0, you just can't see it at all, Jace.
5: It's because I need to be convinced yeah. that we've turned a corner rather than beating Red Star 5-0. That's it's not putting down the, the result. It's a tough place, as you say. You even we said that
3: last week, it wasn't these results, yeah, it was it's, these it's, two games coming
5: up. The away games, and and like I say, I mean, I, I'd love a look. I wouldn't want it to happen, but... It'd be nice to see Liverpool take the lead and us really show some character rather than dropping those heads like we've seen at Brighton. And it's just happened too much this season for me to sit there with real belief. I know we got the draw at Manchester City, but if we let Liverpool have 35 shots and have two ourselves, we won't be drawing that game. Yeah. You know, that that was a... a fr- and we almost lost that in the last seconds. But, you know, fair enough, we got the result there. But I think... You know, like I say, I need to be convinced. I need to see it with my own eyes first to really believe we've turned that corner.
3: Well, either way, Spurs, will they turn the corner or not? Is there light at the end of the tunnel? Can they break their away hoodoo? Can they end Liverpool's glorious run at home? Either way, we'll be here every Thursday, 7 to 9, on the Spurs Fan Show, with Last Word on Spurs, to discuss it all and the fallout from games. And as always, you can join us, but it is Spurs and Liverpool on the weekend, and next week's reaction will be here.
9: Thanks for downloading this
2: podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio
1: on Twitter.
9: Sport Social Podcast Network.
5: For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture